0: This week's episode of Get Offset is sponsored by oralex Acoustics, the number one brand in acoustics, providing trusted solutions for over 40 years. You know, we don't always give our room the credit or the blame for our tone. But the truth is, it might not be your gear, the problem might be the room. From your home studio to your office, your gear always sounds better in an acoustically treated room. And these aren't knockoffs, and it's not just some mattress foam you paste on your wall. Aurelex Acoustics creates professionally tested products and provides the free knowledge and support you need to properly treat your room. Use the code GET OFFSET, all caps, case instead of one word, at oralex.com for 10% off your entire order plus free shipping over $200. That's GET OFFSET at oralex.com. Welcome to the Get Offset Podcast. My name is Emily.
1: My name is Andrew. My name is Jessica. And my name is Peter.
0: And Jessica and Peter, where my people know you from?
1: We play in a band called Deep Sea Diver.
2: Uh, you used to be the touring drummer for a band called Roy.
0: Hmm. Oh, yeah. Roy. I'm sorry. <laughs> <laughs>
2: it's like 20 That's my kind of band. was in high school. Fueled by Ramen Band. Ever heard of them? No?
3: I have.
0: Yeah. Wait. <laughs> Isn't there a band called Fueled by Ramen?
3: Uh, Isn't that a label? It's a Part-ish. label.
0: Oh, it's a label. That's bro. what
3: I'm thinking. Nice. That sounds it's like a really pop punk label
2: that Roy found themselves on.
0: Oh, know. yeah, yeah.
2: Enough about Roy.
0: <laughs> <laughs> it's a shame about Roy.
2: You're a shameful band.
0: Mm. <laughs>
2: but I like pop punk.
1: Me too. Hmm. Well, that makes <laughs> yeah. two of you. Yeah.
0: Yeah. <laughs> I was never, never super duper my jam.
3: Yeah, well, I, I feel More you. for me.
0: I mean, I don't feel like it's pie, but sure, more for you.
3: Uh, well, there's pepperoni pizza. There's only so many slices for the pop punk fans to go around. Two pieces. No. And we've eaten them.
0: Okay. I feel like we're getting farther away from it.
3: Mm.
0: Uh, so we had a couple false starts. I clapped. I scared the cat out of the room.
3: <laughs> I have not clapped.
0: Do you have cats in your room, Andrew?
3: Uh, I do, and I think one of them is about to use the litter box. So, uh, thoughts and prayers, if you will.
0: Yes, get that um, can of for, air for breeze or whatever ready.
2: Yep. We have a small dog snoring in the room adjacent to us, dreaming of treats. Mm. Dreaming
0: of treats and sunny days yeah. and rabbits.
2: He actually Teeny hates bits. the sun, so he's kind of living his best life oh. right now.
0: Yes, your dog and I have that in common.
2: Yeah, we're always here, so he loves that and the rain is back and so he's he's doing
3: it. <laughs> Living the life. Yeah. Living the dream. Oh yeah.
0: It's it's been forever since it's rained.
1: I know. I forgot it did here. It was what's bizarre is like since the pandemic pandemic has started, um the weather has been pretty nice and it's deceptive because you know obviously everybody wants to go outside but and it seems like it would be safe like as if sun equals safety but it's not <laughs>
2: somebody just somebody described it well as being kind of david lynchian like almost like blue velvet where you have these like very picturesque beautiful scenes mm, but it's ominous but there's like an ominousness about it it's ominous i don't think the word is that a thing no it is now
0: ominousity um, omniscience omniscience. Omniscience, yeah. omniscience is something a
3: little different <laughs> very
0: different yeah
3: Godly. Uh, I'm having a hard time reminding <laughs> the definition which means I'm probably not omniscient <laughs> that means you're everywhere correct? Um, no, all knowing oh all knowing okay. All-knowing. yeah
0: no. mm-hmm. yeah this uh I don't remember much about the movie Blue Velvet except for Dennis Hopper being terrifying oh, oh, so yeah. that's my
1: favorite role of his
0: Oh. oh yeah totally but it's like And also the PBR thing. Yeah,
4: Mm
1: -hmm.
0: totally. I remember watching that with a friend at the the Frist in Nashville. They would do uh, free movie nights for the community, and they were doing all of, like, they did um, Blue Velvet and the Virgin Suicides and Drugstore Cowboy one summer. So it was a very heavy summer of of movies at the Frist. But I went with my friend Matt, and during the PBR stuff, we're looking at each other like, what is this? It's so crazy.
1: It's like the weirdest oh. movie of all time. No, it's not the weirdest one. There's a weirder Lynch, but... Yeah, I guess Eraserhead. <laughs> pretty
0: good. Oh, yeah. Eraserhead. I have not gotten through Eraserhead.
1: It's so weird. It's definitely a commitment. It's so bizarre, but I love it.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Is it long? I forget. It is.
1: It's longer than I... I, I just watched it recently, and it was longer than I remembered.
0: Yeah. I just had my hu- my husband, and I just watched Magnolia and he'd never seen it before. And I was like, oh yeah, this is three hours long. Yeah,
1: oh yeah. totally. But now's the time maybe. to watch it.
0: That's true. Now we have time. I think I gotta pick all those old, old movies. I had a group of, of, of women who I was, I vaguely know. And they were doing this, um, like movies in isolation thing. I was like, oh, maybe we'll just watch something like l- late something upbeat so like and then we'll like talk about it and they wanted to pick all of these like historical films so i was like i need to mute this chat because it's stressing me out yeah. <laughs> i was like yeah now it's not like i don't really want to watch dr shivago right yeah. Yeah.
2: yeah yeah give me encino man or give me death
0: <laughs> oh yeah um so um yeah andrew what's new with you bud
3: well, uh, it's been a relatively sunny week, which means I got to get some yard work done, which I know is super boring. But uh, the the flip side of that is I've been super uh, kind of held down low by all of this last few weeks and just trying to break out of that rut and getting some good physical outdoors and sunshine. Uh, it was a pretty, pretty solid week. And then it capped it all off with a nice fire pit last night. I think I accidentally burned... The handle off of my grill, Oops. since that's what I was using for the fire pit. But oh well, <laughs> it happens. It was to be scrappy
1: fire. in these times. If where I are want... you? Where are you going to buy another fire? Pit, make an you omelet. Know?
3: You got to break some eggs. Hey, I like that philosophy. I can live with that.
2: Yeah, i guess it doesn't work in this scenario because nothing constructive happened
3: except the burning of a handle. But well, the burning of wood. I would say that's constructive or deconstructive, yeah. depends on how yeah. you look at that. There's some sort of like overarching metaphor here that we're all like missing, and we're all going to f- feel like, oh, man, I should have – but I'm missing it right now. It will we come.
0: Well, I mean maybe a fire pit's not productive, but as Fiona Apple once said, I don't believe in the wasting of time, but I don't believe that I'm wasting mine.
4: Mm-hmm.
1: Burn. Great quote. yeah.
0: It could just be the enjoyment of the thing. Yeah. We've actually talked a little bit on the podcast about how you don't have to feel like you're being productive during this uh very, very surreal kind of time.
3: Yeah. Usually being productive. I've been slowly chipping away at my pedal board build and nice. I made the cutest little patch cable last night.
0: Aww.
3: It's a whole one inch long. <laughs>
0: Oh, sweet
3: little baby. Because <laughs> I've got uh, the king of tone is right next to the mount hood, like side by side. So the output to the input's literally like an inch and a half if you include the connectors.
4: Mm-hmm.
1: And I gave it a
3: little bit of slack. I love that. So Soldered cable or non? Soldered. I, I'm going through a trying to solder my own cables kind of phase. Okay. Yeah. It's kind of fun. I've got SP400s for my patch ends and I've got, I don't. Know what brand the cable is? Honestly, but it's this little uh, like seafoam green cable.
0: Yeah, is it from Covenant?
3: Uh, No, I got it. uh, My buddy from uh, my buddy Phil at Tasty Cables gave it to me about a year and a half ago, and I'm just now getting around to using it for something.
1: Nice, isn't Cable Talks so interesting for for everyone else? Just like, yeah, I got my my silver ends, right angles, and uh, (laughs) the kind of copper wire. Yeah, I
0: don't I don't trust the solderless. Yeah, <laughs>
3: mm, tell me more about how you don't <laughs> like solderless.
0: Because if, if I if I'm moving the board around a lot, you know, like during a show, like really kicking at it and stuff, like it's really like I just just, just the integrity isn't there.
1: Yeah, now let's get into true bypass.
0: Oh God, <laughs> <laughs> it's this is a of, yeah,
1: conversation. very very geeky talk.
0: Uh, well, I think that's what some people come here for.
1: Sure, I'm uh, I'm all for it. I'm all for it. I'm still learning your audience, so just just veer me in the right direction.
0: Well, we are a guitar podcast geared with the goal. I'm sorry. God, let me start over. It's early, Um, (laughs) y'all. We are a guitar podcast that has set out to offset the status quo of gear culture. And I think Mm -hmm. maybe super technical talk is maybe not the best way to offset the status quo. I, we could get into the psychology of it, like how women aren't socialized to care about technical jargon and stuff, but... Right. I think it's kind of... it, it In the music world, it becomes a little unavoidable at a point. Yep. Yeah. It's
2: actually really enjoyable for me to uh, see people attempt to mansplain to Jessica, and then she'll speak the language more fully so and... with more substance and understanding and a lot of people just be kind of shut down and they don't know what to do
0: yes (laughs) that's a good feeling yeah
2: (laughs) Uh, that happens a lot with like sound sound guys at venues where they will just kind of down talk and just sort of be smug and uh, i
1: don't have it that's not no, yeah, I, there's yeah. no room for that in any industry. And, and especially when you're on the road and you're vulnerable to the last person that in the chain, that makes you sound the way you're going to sound to everyone else. So, But it doesn't yeah.
2: strike me as you're trying to like correct them or get back at them. It's not like a tit for tat thing. No, But it's more just like, you know, that language, and you know what you're doing really well. And you've been kind of working on your craft and honing it for so many years that Without attempting to uh, cut them down to size, you do so, which is very gratifying to see.
0: Mm -hmm. (laughs) So so the way that
3: compression works is uh... (laughs) that. Yeah,
0: Yeah, I should should say that before we were recording, uh, Jessica was uh eqing out everyone's well hers and peter's vocals <laughs> and yeah. the of like, well if you need to do this i'm like wow i need to learn that <laughs> i actually to be
1: honest I, I bypassed the eq on the neve because i was just like you know what we have very different voices and i was just, i should probably just do this in post but or you guys can do it but uh yeah. I suggest taking a few dbs of 200 out of my voice and uh is in 7k there I, prefer not to have,
2: <laughs> I prefer not to have my buttery, creamy voice messed with.
0: Yeah. I, I feel you, Peter, because I, I also have the nasally voice.
2: <laughs> excuse me?
0: <laughs> oh, I'm sorry. <laughs> uh...
2: Yes, we're on the
3: <laughs> Somewhere in the distance, you hear Mike Tyson going, excuse me?
4: Yeah.
0: Mm-hmm. <laughs> oh, oh, Mike Tyson it's uh yeah no um it's i i actually i studied music business in college and part of that was going to like studio classes like in actual studios Mm. like rcab and stuff and uh yeah that just didn't didn't land with me at that moment in my life Mm. i still don't fully understand how like Patch cables work in a studio. Now I now I do better now, but it's just like how do you know what goes where? Mm. It's
1: just like inputs, output, sends and things like that.
0: Exact, sends and returns, yeah. Yeah,
1: it it gets complicated, especially the more patches you have and you know the whole rat gear. The and, whole
0: patch bay. Yeah, yeah. no, it's the bus had like
1: four
3: wheels. <laughs> studio humor. Sorry.
1: <laughs> uh, you got to laugh for me. <laughs> and then there was silence. <laughs> That's okay. Where uh, I affirm
3: I jokes
0: by being silent. I don't. <laughs> yes. Especially dad jokes. Yeah. <laughs> from our resident dad.
3: I do what I can to uh, to inject that, that life-giving humor.
2: Yeah.
0: Life-giving. I'm still so glad that you lost that um, pun book or that dad joke
3: book oh no i found it i just have chosen ah. not to not to bring it back um oh. there were some really like i once i got to i i started to read through it rather than just like shotgunning it on the uh, on the show live and there's some really sexist stuff in there
0: mm. no way you're kidding i'm shocked
3: yeah i should <laughs> add that to my next fire pit burn yeah kindling it would be great for that actually. Probably do better than the gasoline I used last night. Singed the back <laughs> of my hand
0: and your eyebrows, maybe.
3: No, just the just like just the hairs off the back of uh, the fingers on my right hand. It's like I couldn't find the lighter fluid. I'm like, well, I'll just use just a tad of gasoline from the because uh, we got a gas lawnmower. Just use a tad of that, and I lit it with the. <laughs> I lit it and just. <laughs> And I was like, ah, now the back of my hand kind of hurts. And I'm like looking at my two hands and my right hand has no hair on the back of my nose. Oh, wow. My left hand totally does.
0: <laughs> yeah, I had a friend who at some charcoal barbecue pit, he singed his eyebrows off and it was hilarious. Oh, my God. <laughs> it's just like it's Realize like how boss, important like... eyebrows are. <laughs> yeah. <laughs>
3: I, know, I, I don't think I've looked in the mirror since I did that. I'm mean, going to have to check now.
0: Oh well, let us keep let us now keep us updated. Nope, I still have so, it. Cool, Jessica and Peter, what's new with you all?
3: Well,
1: uh, there's a lot. But, uh, it's all restricted. (laughs) Like, um, no, I mean that in the sense of it's limited and what we can do. Like there's a lot that's new, but we're kind of doing a lot of waiting to, but to, to do those things since everyone has to stay home. Um, Mm -hmm. but we are, so when this whole thing started the pandemic, we were like, okay, what can we do like to, what, what is in our gifting in our wheelhouse to help? people during this time and music musically and we're just like let's do a live stream and let's do a really really fun interesting one where there's different segments and i don't even know if it was that clear to us
2: you know i think we just we wanted to do something that was us and so we just kind of like arbitrarily picked a time in a day and just started filming and i think it kind of took shape by virtue of things just happened and we figured out what we liked about that and then we did a little bit more like honed version the next week and i, th- I feel like every week is just kind of like a reaction against like what worked and what didn't work from the time before not to interrupt you not to be a uh, well you did a sound guy I'm on out. the road <laughs> <a> every show
1: <laughs> yeah no no I, he's right it didn't start no idea starts like exactly how you want it and uh, it's definitely spider webbed out every week. And but but I feel like one of the best ideas that came from this whole live stream was the first week, which was Peter's idea to record a drum beat on the live stream and upload it immediately to the internet and say to all of the people that are watching and our fans hey take this drum beat and make a song with it if you're bored if you're afraid if you need something to do if you need a creative outlet um, something to spark take this beat if this is going to help you and write a song and it can be a jam or a whole orchestrated song it can be anything you want it to um and stay home stems collaboration which we named it the next day was born out of that first episode
0: nice and that's actually going to be our topic for for the day and we'll we're going to get into that Uh, Really soon, but first, I think we need to uh, thank our our sponsor folk people. Sponsors. Sponsors.
3: Our first sponsor comes to us as Tysco. And that was a very dramatic pause on purpose to make you go, what did he just say? I just said Tysco. (laughs) <laughs> Tysco makes some incredible guitar pedals. And uh, if you haven't checked them out, I don't know what you're doing with your life. Uh, I'm not usually the judgmental type, but right now I'm judging you. Go check it out. I think we've got the, the boost in right now, which is one of the most like really neat boosts I've seen in a while. Cause usually it's like, Oh, it's a boost. This one's like, Oh, that's, Oh, that's a boost. And it's, Oh, it's got options.
0: So many options. So, uh, Tysco you might know from uh, the guitars from I think Japan from the 60s. Right. Re- recently the people who uh I think it's Band Labs technology, the same people who own mono cases and harmony guitars, uh, about last year they started uh, releasing uh pedals. And I have a couple of those. I have their fuzz. Uh have the demo on that up on YouTube as well as their delay. Uh, but Andrew's talking about their boost, which not only has tones for volume and gain, it has toggles. So you can have it just at the standard 9 volts, or you can bump it up to 24 volts, which gives you uh, more headroom. And then there's some, like, tribly options that, you know, Andrew and I talked about last week. And I it is a little far away from me in the room, so I can't read it because I was supposed to see an optometrist right before the shutdown of everything happened. And um, I missed that appointment, and I regret it right now because I can't see anything.
3: <laughs> How many fingers am I holding up?
0: The thumb isn't a finger, so I'm going with two.
3: That's actually pretty dang good.
0: <laughs> Wait, what? what? I was
3: I, I had my thumb, my middle, and my index finger up. <laughs> <laughs> Okay. So you don't need to see Let's the say- optometrist anymore.
0: The vision is bad. The psychic vision is still quite strong. I'm a little bit psychic.
2: Like When one sense is diminished, others are heightened.
0: <laughs> I dreamt that my sister-in-law was pregnant the day before my brother called me and told me she was. So.
2: Oh, wow. That's pretty sweet.
0: Yeah, that was a little weird yeah <laughs> i've just been terrified of my dreams ever since right yeah. right <laughs> uh i know that's not what it is cool so um let's talk uh more about the, the stay home stems we talked andrew and i talked a little bit about uh collaboration during this coronavirus times COVID 19 times um so you say the stay home stems kind of came from just an idea you had, was it during the live stream before the live stream? Cause I know the drum beat, the first drum beat came from the live stream.
2: Yeah. So uh I sort of had that idea right before the first live stream and it was still kind of in process of whether or not we were going to do it. Cause it was like a little bit more complicated than we were comfortable with. We're just recording something in real time and having it sound good enough. And you know, like I could have easily played it really badly. And I, I, certainly didn't play it very well like listening back to it it's like the timing was a little bit funky and but there's something all, I almost edited it yeah there's something almost like charming about it though because it's <laughs> like that in. I, I think that things things are just more interesting if they are subject to potentially falling down or failing and so yeah that happened and then kind of more of the uh idea came just because so many people responded in that live stream we basically said we're going to make this beat available if you want we'll email it to you and so there was just an overwhelming amount of people that asked us to email them and it took up so much time
1: (laughs) yeah then we got smart and like the next week just made a link and posted the link because we didn't think that many people were going to email us but
0: how many people? How many people emailed you? Do you think uh, like
1: seventy?
0: Yeah. the first week. So, Whoa! So to like,
2: and so we responded respond to, to everyone. everyone. Was arduous,
1: but it was awesome.
2: Yeah, which I really enjoyed yours. We've been enjoying yours a lot, Emily. Like I really, like, <laughs> I really like you. There's almost like a Kevin Shields vibe to it. Uh, oh, thank
0: you. Yeah, it's really that is high. Like, praise. There's like
2: a nice nostalgia and like warmth to all the tracks that you've sent
0: thank you i do i do aim for warmth
2: we love the warmth
0: (laughs) thank you so much yeah how many how many submissions do you think you've been getting a week of like finished songs
1: um well it kind of varies every week like the first week was definitely the most popular week i think that's kind of the nature of when you first start something and everyone gets excited and i i think maybe people's Lives have changed a little bit in the routine since the coronavirus stay home thing started. But uh on average, like every week it's been around what, forty?
2: Yeah, probably so. Yeah.
1: Wow.
0: Some people that's ask to, that's a lot to listen to. Yeah.
2: Yeah. A, some people ask to not post them and we we uh respect them and don't totally. post them because some of them maybe would not be the best to post. And like for <laughs> me, I would say for myself too. Like I I was working on one that I didn't get to a place where I was comfortable sharing it. And so I kind of didn't fully play by our own rules. And I just kind of used it to jam with and be creative with, which I guess is.
1: And that's completely valid too. Yeah. That's what we tell people. Yeah. Like, this is not a competition, it's uh, purely for your own enjoyment. And if you want to submit, awesome.
2: Yeah. And deadlines can be really good for certain people. And uh, yes. we w- want to allow that for those that want it and yeah for people that don't who cares enjoy it or throw it throw it in the trash don't even listen to it
1: well you don't have to throw well, trash i'm talking about <laughs> You're digital trash my
2: my like my stem beat throw it in the digital trash
1: yeah
0: recycling bin yeah i like how it is called the recycling bin on your desktop and not the garbage yeah, yeah very green <laughs> it's not good it's not getting recycled
2: yeah
0: <laughs> right <laughs> can you imagine if somehow everything you put into your recycling then was upcycled into something else mm-hmm.
3: oof to me Mm-mm. uh it, it's upcycled into storage space on your hard drive truth
1: true until you actually trash it is that what you're talking about
3: no when you do well, trash it mm when- like, enter your cycle bin. You're upcycling it into into more space. Oh,
1: I gotcha. Okay.
3: Sorry, I'm also turning slowly into a computer nerd.
0: <laughs> it's up- well, that is what it does. <laughs> I delete things all the time.
3: I, th- I think that's a really great posture to have, uh, just kind of taking a lot of that pressure off for folks when, uh, when otherwise they might... Because a lot of people, we've talked about this on the show, they're feeling the pressure of... I'm never going to have so much free time in my life. I better make the most of this. Right. And it, it, it's kind of nice to have that, the the permission given to be like, hey, like, I can if you want, we're not going to judge you for it. We're not going to be harsh about it. Like, this is, this is for you. And I, I think that's, mm-hmm. there's something really special about that.
1: Totally. I feel like, you a, know, in a, in a way, <clears throat> I think seeing sh- She Shreds do the riff a day thing mm-hmm every year yes i think that probably subconsciously influenced some of that there's a dead like deadlines are artists best friends and um it's a muscle that you have to stretch totally and it was really fun to see everyone's participation in that series
0: yeah and it's also no i had i had a lot of fun i I mean i've done the the wonderful day a few times all the way through and then sometimes i just kind of stop uh, halfway through but it's mm-hmm. always like I always come out of it with like a couple things that I like like I don't like every single day's worth of whatever I did like some totally. days I just wasn't feeling super inspired and some days I come out of it I'm like oh wow that was beautiful and I'm going to turn that into something at some point mm-hmm. Mm-hmm.
2: I think there's something to be said about uh, allowing yourself to not be precious about creation And sometimes it almost lets your guard down and you could create from a more honest place when you're not completely uh, nitpicking every little part of it thinking, oh, if this gets released, then it's going to showcase me not being the best or something. But just to be like, I want to release something even if it's not perfect. And I think art by the nature of it is always going to be imperfect and kind of like a little screen capture of a uh, of a moment in time when you were in this particular place Uh, and yeah it it gives a little glimpse of that and a lot of times you can look back at something that you did that you thought was um, embarrassing at the time and it might uh, lead to something else better or showcase some beauty that you didn't recognize in the moment
0: yeah it's like looking at old pictures of yourself when you were like 20 and insecure and then you look back and you're like no i was i was really cute yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> or that that song that song was also really cute and i did a good job yeah. right there's
1: more value in it than you thought yeah you're
0: able to yeah. see
2: imperfection as uh something uh endearing maybe? endearing or totally. beautiful or like part of a process or part of a journey or something that lead has led you to where you are now and that part of the journey is yeah it has a Particular beauty to it,
0: yeah. But let, let's talk about deadlines being an artist's best friend because I I agree. And like I I I do music, I also do freelance writing, so I'm like deadlines are the only thing that has me doing things. Um, but it's not something like we really talk about a lot in, in creative endeavors. So I was wondering if you all could talk a little bit more about like how deadlines you think are how you how you think deadlines are helpful.
1: Mm. I think. At least for me, uh, Peter and I have very different ways of of writing. I like to mull over things or sit in uh, soundscapes and see where it leads me. Or I'm definitely more of the sluggish one when it comes to writing, and it can be my best friend and the worst thing that can happen because oftentimes I'll trash things that I've been working on for a while because I get sick of it and I've been working on it too long and then I overthink it. And Peter is the more impulsive one and he's an ideas sparker. And so when the, the, when those two things are put together, they're great. But if we try to do things on our own for too long, then not much comes of it. And we can write songs on our own, but I think the coolest songs come from us working together. And um, I think with deadlines, it very much cuts into that, the, the part of my personality that I don't love, which is overthinking and, the perfectionism and so you yeah, like there what's that law that you were talking about, Peter, where uh if you whatever amount of time you have to do something, you will get it done if you know when the end it is, what it's is called
2: it's it's a funny name for it. Uh it's Parkinson's law. It oh. basically says, uh <laughs> like you can you will be equally as productive and get the same result um given any timeline uh and your brain and yeah, your inner workings will find ways to stretch it out given the the duration of the time. So if you have three days to finish an album, you could do the, the same quality and manner of work than if you give yourself three years.
1: Which I actually don't agree with in, when fully. it comes to an album or something like that. But I get the general concept of if you had three days versus three weeks to do a song, I'm not saying that you could have the same production value within three days, but I think for the actual just bare bones of the song. Obviously you can do it in three days and you can also do it in three weeks, but knowing that deadline is helpful.
0: Yeah. I mean, that's the same with my writing. I mean, if my deadline is a uh, Wednesday versus a Friday and I get the assignment on a Monday, it's, it's going to be the same article. I'm going to, I'm going to, I'm if there's time, it's going to be filled with what I have to do. It's yeah. like, I'm not going to probably, finish it really quickly and then find something else to do.
2: (laughs) Yeah. I (laughs) I think like most of us will, uh, whether it's a song or a piece of writing, the general public is going to get the main gist of it and aren't going to pay attention to the little details. And I think those details are the things that we agonize over and they're going to be the things that uh, create that or, or delve into that three months rather than the three days and, and, like and most people won't be able to tell the difference like, cause they're looking at like the main form and substance of it. Not, not the minutia.
0: Are you telling me people can't tell when you're using one drive pedal over another? <laughs>
2: exactly. <laughs> like it's, you know, when we're mixing a record and, uh, there's like little mix changes like we will agonize over this little tiny little bell thing that is in the background. And we'll like have the mixer redo the whole mix and like recall everything. And probably nobody will ever hear that little bell thing. But it's just more for our own uh, just to satiate some sort of uh desire for completion mm-hmm. in our mind.
1: This is where we start to uh, veer off on different paths. I disagree. I think a mix is very much responsible for people's emotional reaction if they don't know even if they don't realize it. Like my mix for Stop Pretending, the song that we released that after that first week of Stay Home Stems, it's not a great mix. I mix it in my basement, but there's like a at least a vibe to it. Um, but uh yeah, I think there are people that are really anal about mixing and nobody will ever know if it's like you just literally tweaked a couple of things that and and barely changed it. But there definitely are sonic shifts that will change the way a person listens to a song.
2: Totally. But I also think that in no no normal circumstance would we have released that song. But it was because of the confines and parameters of the coronavirus quarantining that we actually wanted to put a song out into the world because we wanted to put something uh, meaningful or light or hopeful or beautiful or something out there and we were able to bypass a lot of the critic inside of us saying this isn't good enough it's not clear enough it's not big yeah. enough it, the sonic quality isn't magnificent enough but we were able to put something out into the world because we thought it was right for that particular moment and so the deadline that we gave ourselves was really helpful in not over, overly criticizing the idea but like the the song in and of itself i think is good and so that translated
0: mhm I do think that those those little things in the song, though, that you may maybe don't notice the first time, but you notice like the tenth and the twentieth and the thirtieth time you'll to something. I think that's what can build a, a deeper connection with a song. Totally. Yeah,
2: I agree. Agreed. Yeah. Yeah, like when I listen to oh, like I... Flaming Lips' "Soft Bulletin," like every time I'm going to hear something totally different and yeah. the amount of detail that went into an album like that or like in Rainbows or something. Especially
0: in headphones too. Yeah. Yes, good headphones. So headphones good headphones
3: always. Yeah. I think the, the on the flip side of the whole like having a shorter deadline can really help you uh, make more judicious decisions uh, to help meet that timeline. And the flip side of that is sometimes I almost hate when I've got more time to work on something because I yeah. find myself, one, I'm a procrastinator by heart. So I'll save it all for like the last week of the deadline anyways. And in the in the meantime, I've just got this like anxious cloud hanging over me that leaves me kind of just feeling kind of neurotic by the time I actually get around to starting it. For sure. Right. Like overthinking. For sure. Yep. Oh uh, overthinking and almost like like oh, I really should have worked on that and like kind of developing this like fear of the project that takes a lot of the mm. the organic heart and soul that I would otherwise want in it. Yeah, it becomes it starts looming.
0: That's that's the bad part of the bell curve of anxiety versus totally. productivity. We
1: got to flatten that curve. Flatten that bell curve.
0: Flat, flatten that anxiety yeah. bell curve.
1: <laughs> totally. No, fear or just, is like the worst thing that can enter into a creative process. that mm-hmm. cloud.
2: And maybe the most common thing to enter the creative process. Yeah.
0: Yeah, that, that reminds me of something a professor once – well, actually, he wasn't a professor. It was – oh, God. What was the – Mark Volman from the Turtles was an adjunct. At Belmont, and I had him for like my senior class or whatever. That's awesome. And I remember <laughs> it was something. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I learned a lot, but uh, I, I remember he said, "Do you think that you need to have confidence to be a, a successful musician?" And I think about that a lot still because at the time I I said, "No, I think there's a lot of people who are artists and they're creative and they they don't have." A lot of confidence. And what causes that confidence other than, you know, anxiety and not... And feeling fear of judgment. Yeah. And like I don't... Now I don't think he was as wrong hmm. as I've become generally a little bit more confident. But I still don't think he was quite right.
2: And so he was saying that he thought that you needed to have confidence to be a...
0: To be an artist. Huh.
2: Maybe in a certain way. Like, I think that there's a sense... Jessica and I were talking this morning just about the Fiona Apple record and like people that had a hard time growing up, you know, like, or like this sense of uh, it's maybe easier to be bold if you know what rejection feels like. And if you're used to rejection or or like bullying or um, yeah, and there's almost like this fearlessness that can come with just like putting it, putting yourself out there because you haven't ever felt accepted. maybe that's like a coping mechanism that you're trying to find acceptance through art. Yeah,
0: totally. I know. Yeah. I know Fiona Apple had a hard time growing up.
1: Yeah. Oh yeah. You hear it, especially in the latest album.
0: Yeah. So, and I I know a lot of people do too. I mean, I was never popular or cool in school or growing up. And uh, that, I, I, I think that the biggest and most obvious result in that for me was I then I, since I wasn't going out to parties on Friday, Saturday nights, I was staying home and I was playing guitar and I yeah. was listening to music and I was writing and I was doing all these other things that, you know, have resulted in, in hobbies and part of my profession. And that kind of came from having to build my own confidence that didn't have anything, anything to do really with
2: the acceptance of other people. Yeah, totally. And I I feel like there's, there's something beautiful about the fact that uh, it um, I know for myself, I I could resonate with that and I don't think I wouldn't change it. You know, like I'm really grateful for uh, that experience that I have and had because it created who I am now, which I wouldn't trade for something else.
0: Right, I think the things that made us dorks, or made at least made me a dork, in like high school, and middle school, is ultimately what is cool cool about me now. And the people who were cool in middle school and high school, I don't know if they ever really developed hobbies, but their lives seem kind of boring to me from from a distance, sure. like not in a mean way, but just like I don't know, I it's not having hobbies is a weird weird idea for me, and I just
3: kind of bums me out yeah I think I can so I I, when Emily said like you have to have confidence to succeed I was like immediately my gut response is like well no that's nonsense uh and the more I'm thinking like well I kind of see how someone could get to that uh that assertion in the sense that if you're not confident you almost have to wear that on your sleeve confidently in the sense of like we all have to like, quote unquote, like live authentic or whatever the heck that means. Yeah. Uh, but to a degree, it's putting yourself out there in a confident way, whether or not what you're putting out there is confident or not, in a way that allows people to connect with your story. It brings them in to that shared experience.
1: Yeah. For yeah. sure. I think, yeah, fake it, till you make it. I, I think too, there's a big difference between like a boastful confidence in oneself and a and versus like a confidence that the work you're putting in when no one's watching is worth doing. Mm-hmm. So, like and yeah, I think there are many f- facets of of what confidence looks like, but uh yeah, in the times that like, you know, I think I'm like learning a bunch of Elliott Smith songs and we were discussing him this morning of just like, was he confident? Like, no, he had so much insecurity, but he was right. confident enough to press that record button and put you know, on his eight track and like record so many beautiful songs because that was his way. He was confident enough to deal with his pain through song that didn't mean he was, you know, a Kanye West, like, (laughs) but that's a different form of confidence.
0: Is it confidence though? Because that kind of boastfulness always comes across to me as insecurity. Yeah. It's like, look at how right. when you're saying, look at how confident I am. Yeah, it, yeah. It's
2: just, it's like, <laughs> sort of like that narcissism. Uh,
1: totally. No, I it's think they're like are always belligerent. Like, yeah, yeah, it is belligerent. And I
0: don't think that Kanye West is not confident. I actually do think he has too much, com- like a lot of confidence. I think there's got to, confidence has to also exist on a bell curve. you are talking about anxiety on a bell curve. Like his confidence is way, way to the right of uh, the bell yes. curve. But like um, I think that just like in general, a lot of uh, other musicians that I, I've met, like I think the ones who are like unfriendly or rude, I think they're trying to portray some sort of confidence that maybe is um, compensating for, lack of it like
1: where it counts yeah them. absolutely oh there's always I think about that a lot when I encounter like people in the industry who are you know I try not to take to like judge at face value or the first time I meet someone you know because oftentimes I have what some people call resting bitch face at times where it's me and my anxiety oh. and my aloofness where I don't actually realize someone's like trying to talk to me or Like I'm just somewhere else in my head and I will have accidentally snubbed somebody. And, um, uh, so I try not to, I try to give people grace when I, when I encounter like rudeness or I just want to understand what's underneath that, what just happened there. Yeah. You know?
0: I mean, it's, that's something that they teach you in cognitive, cognitive behavioral therapy. It's just like, just cause somebody is like having a bad mood or maybe someone that you work with, like, like walks past you in the hallway and doesn't say hi. And maybe your instinct is to go like, are they mad at me? Maybe they're mad at me. I think that they might be mad at me. And maybe they just had something else on their mind. Maybe they're just, you know, didn't see you or something like that. And then of course that gets derailed when, you know, it turns out someone actually was mad at you and you have to kind of work through that a little bit harder (laughs) for the rest of the year. I
1: hate when people are mad at me.
0: (laughs) Oh my gosh. Like I was working with some people and I kept feeling like, are they mad at me? And I was just like going through therapy and I had bad depression and anxiety. And my therapist is like, it doesn't necessarily mean that they're mad at you. Are you still doing a good job? I'm like, yeah, I think I'm doing a good job. And uh, then they opted to stop working with me. I was like, so they were mad at me. They were mad at me the whole time. Instead of having a conversation about it, uh, they just let it stew. And that, like, that broke my heart and kind of broke me for a while. They didn't
1: have the confidence to talk to you.
0: Yeah, they didn't have the confidence to talk to me. I think that the person just wasn't, you know, not confident enough to have, like, a confrontation about it. Mm-hmm. So yeah. then the confrontation ultimately became, uh, we can't, We like, we're terminating this, this contract or whatever.
3: Hmm. Autobots, think- roll out.
2: <laughs> yeah. I feel like not to get like too Brene Brown over here, but uh, okay. I feel like there's like there's like a vulnerability thing that maybe is like at the heart of these things that to reveal who you are and what you actually mean requires you to open up in a way, and so whether it's like uh, dealing with confrontation or like boldness in presenting your art form is not necessarily this confidence of like I'm so great, look at my ideas, but it's more of just like this is who I am. Like, this is, and I'm going to present it whether or not you accept me. And I think it, sometimes a kid passes confidence. And I think there's, like, a deeper boldness to vulnerability that I think is, like, more important than what Kanye West exhibits. But, like, that Elliot Smith or, you know, Tom York or somebody else may exhibit through their just wanting to show who they are.
0: Yeah, I love vulnerability.
3: Yeah. I think an artist that kind of stands out to me in like the last decade or so, in terms of like thinking in the realm of like mainstream pop, maybe a household name would be Sam Smith.
4: Hmm. Uh, Oh, yeah, definitely. You can
3: very definitively follow their story of uh, over the last just just by listening to their music and what that looks like. And uh, I think that's an artist in in that realm that I've always been very fascinated and captivated by. Hmm. It's really refreshing and. Comparison to other artists in the genre where you don't really feel like – it, just feels so generic and they're not really opening up about themselves or you're not really getting their own story. You're just yeah. getting a Justin Timberlake, I wear a suit and tie. Cool. Like, I don't yeah, connect yeah.
0: with I that. Mean, I mean sometimes you connect with that. Like Sometimes you feel boastful. Sometimes you feel like exuding that. And there is a time and place for that. But I, I mean vulnerability is just more – my my wavelength but at the same time like i've had i had a meeting with a publisher in nashville once when i was doing that kind of thing and he just straight up told me that he thought my songs were too vulnerable and no like female country singer would ever want to sing a song that made them seem so vulnerable huh and i was like i was like well maybe this is not the right industry huh. for me
1: no. <laughs> yeah, but casey musgraves must have not existed yet
0: <laughs> oh it was such like crap. crap i mean like there were there were, i mean god like i yeah oh i did not exist yet um really it was kind of like 2010 ish probably Ooh, 2010 wow that was 10 years ago yeah
1: a lot's changed i think i mean look at some of the biggest records of like the last 10 years i think of um oh my gosh why am i blinking? His, oh, Kendrick, also country music Kendrick lamar like oh yes has you know two of the best records of the last decade uh and like he's singing like ain't nobody praying for me like oh, and he yeah. repeats that over and over again and he and it's so thematic like uh he he nails those themes and like yeah i don't I, and, and in country music i feel like across the board i mean it's rad i love it yeah
0: like, oh it especially what the- Especially what the women are doing. I mean, this was also before like Jason Isbell was was famous again. Yeah. Like, this was yeah. kind of when his weird period between uh, the drive by truckers and him having a lot of success there and mm-hmm. like his first couple solo records, which just didn't land, and then him getting sober and just becoming like what he is right now. Totally. Like, and like, I, oh, and the women in country music I think are doing great. But I think part of what that publisher said to me boils down to the fact that country radio hates women mm-hmm. and i feel pretty confident saying hates women
2: yeah hmm.
0: so that's that i think that's that's an added problem because i think a lot of the vulnerability like it's almost more okay for the men to be vulnerable because then the woman is taking care of them and, and the idea that like the female listeners like they like vulnerability in a man right but that for some reason that doesn't work with women in both the opposite way in the same way Hmm. that makes sense
1: that is interesting and unfortunate
0: <laughs> that's nashville sometimes i feel like
3: it almost begs the question of like does it actually not work or is that just what the the execs think it doesn't work no
0: that's what the execs think For that's sure, what yeah, the radio think, yeah. thinks because like you look at like things like tour revenues and you look at uh reviews and you look at casey is winning like album of the year at the grammys
2: mm-hmm.
0: and she can't get played on country radio that's
2: crazy Sometimes I fear that that still exists, and you know know that that still exists in like uh indie rock or rock music as well, you know where it's easier to think that you're gonna be successful as a woman if you're more like Saint Vincent, where you are emotionally veiled, but you're more of like this kind of like cool superhero not to like down talk her because she's great, but I think that uh there's this perception of women that you need to be a, a of a particular ilk to actually be successful but like the getting to the heart of things or like revealing who you actually are is still really difficult to do because it's not hugely accepted.
0: I mean you have like Julian Baker, Phoebe Bridgers and Lucy Dacus like doing their thing but yeah you're right they haven't reached nearly the same sphere as Saint Vincent. Yeah. Mm-hmm.
2: But it is helpful cuz you have people like Lizzo, you know that
1: mm.
2: like you know we're, or uh what's um Solange Solange, or uh, who was the one that won all the Grammys this year? Billie oh. Eilish. Billie Eilish. Yeah. Yeah. Like they're, oh, yeah. I think things are moving and they're progressing in a good way. And I think we're just starting to develop the language for certain things and to like actually understand some semblance of, uh, that was a lot of sibilance, by the way. Um, some <laughs> semblance of, uh, equality or progress that I think, yeah, we're, we're just beginning.
0: Mm. Mm-hmm. I guess we should probably try to pull the vulnerability conversation back to to the stay home steps sure. because like even just from from me submitting some things like it is vulnerabil like you, you you have to be vulnerable, I think, to um submit your music to people and then maybe see what they think about it, just in general, I think. like you are asking for vulnerability because it's like, it's out of your hands. It's something that's very close to your heart, probably. And, uh, you have to see how people are going to, you, you don't know how people are going to respond to it at first. We're
2: mm-hmm. asking people to share themselves, which is yeah. by na- yeah, by nature, very vulnerable.
0: Yeah. And I just, uh, I, it really makes me happy that so many people seem to have like the confidence to, to do it at all. I mean, I, I I I'm very happy that you you all said that you have enjoyed what I sent, but like I you know I haven't done this in a while like I haven't really written stuff on my own in a while past like two minute thing like two minute little build a loop and see where it goes kinds of things so it's new for me it is a muscle that I'm stretching and you know I think it is helping you know my confidence a little bit and to be able to to do something and think that it's you know e- worthy of even just giving it a go.
1: Yeah. Oh yeah, I I I hope that I feel like creativity is infectious too. When you see others going for it, I'm like oh okay I can do Yeah. That. So I I think that's one of the beauty beautiful things about stay home stems too, we're all in it together.
0: When I see people create, I usually. Either also want to create, or if it's really, really, really good, I just want to quit.
4: Yeah, <laughs> that's how I
1: felt yesterday when I heard the Fiona record. I was like,
0: oh, I'm done. Yeah, I'm never doing that.
1: <laughs> yeah, and like, the, oh, there's like a weird special
2: medium uh, place too, though. That uh, I feel like deer for me. Uh, they hit this weird place of it totally discourages me when I see them live, just because it's just like this feels like Christmas, and it feels like they're just bestowing us all with gifts, and I will never be able to do this, but I really want to, and I want to step into this. Like it, like I always feel like quitting, but also like going right home and playing the drum.
0: practicing. Yeah, yeah, that's that's ultimately what it is. Like I say, I want to quit, but then like I'm like. Every time I see The Hold Steady and I see Steve Selvage and Tad Kubler up there, I'm like, I just want to go home and I want to listen to the record and I want to learn it. Yeah. And that's what I love about practicing. I think, did one of you tweet about this? Yeah. 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 I was like, that is how I feel about it. And that's what I've always had trouble because what I love most about music is like, you sit down you're like, I can't do this thing. And then you try it you do it you do it and you do it and you're like. Oh, that was easy. Yeah. Like, not like, even if it wasn't easy, I, I have like, I'm the kind of person where I'm like, oh, that's impossibly good. I can never do that. And then once I could do it, I'm like anybody could do that.
2: Yeah, totally. Mm-hmm. And I think it's yeah. like, it's one thing that's unfortunate about growing older and becoming an adult is that you have to portray being good at things more and more. Whereas, like, being a kid, all you know how to do is kind of suck at things. And so, like, you just, like, constantly suck. And that's why you get better at things because you, that's all you know how to do. Like, and so you could learn new languages. You could learn new instruments. You could learn, you know, geometry because you're okay with sucking. But as adults, like, we're just so used to trying to present the fact that we know what we're doing. And so, like, I feel like we need to get back to sucking
0: yeah that's that's hard for me it's like sitting down at like a pedal steel and being like really frustrated for two hours yeah versus you know i've played guitar since for 22 years like it's still there's hard things in it i can't do everything i even want to do but i always that i can go back and play a couple chords and feel good about it again yeah
1: totally i feel like that's why we like subconsciously with the the song that we wrote on the first week of stay home stems was stop pretending. And it was either going to be stop pretending or uh, our love is dangerous. And I chose stop pretending instead. And I think like partially because maybe I didn't quite understand it at the time, but I was just like, okay, now's the time that we really get to see ourselves and who we are and what we're going to be about. Like over these next few weeks, months, whatever, what kind of things we want to add to our lives. um, Like, Okay, I'm gonna take the chance and release the song that I mixed that we would never do that. Like we have a full record ready to go and it's been since twenty sixteen since we've released a record. I had no plans oh, wow. of releasing another single before this record came out. And uh and so I think Stop Pretending is about being a kid again too.
0: Nice. Yeah, I like that. So um I just I did wanna ask like what what sort of trends have you noticed and there's the submissions you've been getting for Stay Home Stems. Mm. I I know one week you said that you noticed a lot more instrumental. Yeah,
1: that was the week that I created the beat, the uh, the electronic beat. I think people got a little more like experimental on that one. And also yeah. it was the third week in where it kind no, of. That
2: was the second week. Oh, was it? Yeah, it, last yeah, week. That's Last great. week was kind of like a spoken word week.
1: Really, yeah. that's awesome. Yeah, that's so cool. Yeah, yeah. Um, I, I've noticed a couple of trends of either people go really guitar forward with it, or uh, they get really weird, which is awesome. <laughs> I love both. Yeah. <laughs> and like, there's this one guy, John Shork, who has ever all of his submissions are like, I don't even know how the hell he mangles like what we're doing or what processing he's doing to the stuff but it's so rad and he'll do like nice very bizarre like string arrangements or like the beat will be in halftime and it has like just d- it's drenched in reverb and it sounds like a john moss kind of song or something like that but it's pretty sweet
0: that's really cool yeah so um we're we're closing it on an hour so it might be a good time to just wrap it up because we, we we know y'all are busy yeah. We want to be respectful of your time. Um, so, Andrew, do you have any any closing thoughts?
3: I, I've got so many thoughts bouncing around in my head. This has been a really wholesome discussion. I have I guess if I have any thoughts to share, it's just I really appreciated this, having you both on the show. Oh, it was, thanks we, for having us. We've this. loved it.
0: Yeah. Um. And if people want to uh, participate in the Stay Home STEMs, how can they do that?
1: Yeah, you can just go to our website, which is com. And there is a tab that says stay home stems on it and it will give you all the information you need. There's new, we do this weekly. So you have on Monday, every Monday by 1 PM, the stems will be in the folder from the link that you'll find there. And there's also a guidelines sheet that you should read that helps gives you all the information you need and submissions are due every Saturday by midnight.
0: Pacific time. Yep.
1: Or it doesn't really, I mean, (laughs) as long as we wake up to your submissions, cool if you want to send it at 3 a.m i don't care
2: you just let out our big secret
0: <laughs> I figured. Yeah,
2: real quick like some of the trends we're seeing like it's just beginning to be really fun to see who's doing it over and over and to see their musical voice and how it's like uh seeing how it's unified week to week and like some people are just like blowing our minds every week so i really look forward to uh getting submissions from them and realizing that they're a lot more um, uh god
1: there's a lot of people that we want to collaborate with just hearing their submissions. you're yeah. like, oh my gosh, yeah. like, we should have them come in the studio with us next time for this song or whatever, but yeah. it's really awesome.
2: Realizing that people are way more prolific than us because we did one the first week and then we've been just kind of like tripping up the weeks following up just because it's like, I don't know what to do. I don't know what to say. Do we have anything creative? I don't know. And so, yeah, realizing that people are doing it week after week and we're like, holy crap, I wish I could be more like them.
0: Yeah, it's inspiring. <laughs> Nice. Awesome. Uh, Yeah. Is there anything else you want to say to the people before we we scoot? Yeah.
1: Do the stems with us. Stay home and make stems or download the stems and then make your own music. Um, That and keep your eyes peeled for some really exciting news coming up from us in the next month nice
2: yeah and, awesome. and hang out with us on our live stream if you feel like oh, it's, live it's streaming. It's so
1: fun and it gets dorky and weird and serious and all the things and it's at sunday nights at 7 p.m pacific time on instagram it, it
0: it is like a tv show it does have segments it's pretty i have
2: add and so it kind of helps uh <laughs>
1: scoops the process
2: yeah like once i start getting bored i just kind of imagine other people are too
0: <laughs> nice uh cool well um if you're listening to the podcast again that's uh the dot com um if you could please leave a rating and review of this podcast uh, it really helps us in the rankings click subscribe wherever you're listening uh, we also have a Patreon, patreon.com slash getoffset. If you like this podcast and want to help us out at all doing it, it's actually not free for us to do. Um, between web hosting and the tools that we use and the time, we really appreciate any help that you can give us. We also have merch at getoffset.com slash shop, including uh, for fuzz sake, hats and shirts as designed by our own Andrew Renard. Nice. I so want
1: sweet. one. Check it out.
0: <laughs> yeah, check it out. Um uh hit me up and I'll hook you up in some sort of way. Uh but uh until next time, I'm Emily.
3: I'm Andrew. I'm Jessica. <laughs> and I'm Peter.
0: <laughs> Goodbye. Bye. Bye. One, two, three.